Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 58 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And welcome to week 11 of lockdown. <laughs> How are we all doing? In, like, we're in week 11, but for me, personally, I feel like we're, there is a sense of normality coming back, in, coming back into the air. And I think more so for me because I forced myself back into reality. And I forced myself back into my normal routine. And I think that was so important for me. Now... Don't get me wrong, I do feel in in hindsight now, looking back, I needed to go out of my routine. I needed to get lost in the ups and downs and ins and outs of lockdown. And I needed to go on many, many internal journeys and soul searching and getting lost in my shadow for a little while. But it's within those areas where we find the answers. So although I am very grateful for the lessons, for the awakenings, for the most profound moments of my life throughout lockdown, I'm also really grateful to be coming back into normality. (laughs) And it's lovely just that sense in the air of like seeing people walking around being able to talk to people just that normalcy and it's lovely because I think with lockdown we've all come to a to a realization that it, it's not the big things that we're missing it's all the little things it's the connections with people and for me that's what I've missed the most is just connecting with people and I'm starting to get that back I'm starting to see some people and it's it's really beneficial that's kind of the wrong word it's just it's good for my soul because for me I'm a person that just loves to connect so I'm feeling a bit more like myself lately even though in saying that I feel like I should reintroduce myself to the entire world and be like hi nice to meet you I'm Orla because I'm completely different coming out of this lockdown than what I was going into it different in a good way again like I said, so many profound moments throughout quarantine, having to do so much soul searching and having to look at an awful lot of suppressed emotions from years ago that I thought I had dealt with, but I realized that I actually hadn't. And they came crushing down on top of me and I had to go into my little spirals. And sometimes it's okay to go into those spirals, but just always remind yourself that you will come out of it. And that's kind of what got me wanting to do this this episode this week. That and the fact that exactly a year ago, I went through a breakup. I went through a massive breakup. And I had to sit down a couple of days ago and I got a reminder on my phone of something. It was, yeah, Herb Feast. 
came came up on my phone and it was that weekend that we broke up and I sat down and I took stock of where I had come in the last year who I've become in the last year and how it was that I dealt with the breakup at the time now breakups and heartache everybody everybody goes through them at some stage or another in their lives it's part of life and there are different kinds of breakups and different kind of heartaches and they they're all deserving of your emotions they're all valid no matter what the situation no matter what the circumstance heartache is valid but I've been through different types of breakups over the years and it's this week sitting down and taking stock of everything made me realize how I've handled all my breakups throughout the years but then I remembered as well a friend of mine this time last year she said to me to record an episode on breakups while I was in the process of one and she was like look you you may never publish it you may never post it but just record it so that you know what it's like and you can look back on it so I did I recorded it and it was very cathartic at the time for me but I was stuck in a tornado of emotions and I I won't publish it I'll never publish it and I'm happy not to publish it but listening back on it was mind-blowing and I also journaled I journal most days anyway I may miss a day or two here and there but I journal most days but I went back to my old journal and I was reading all the entries and was reading all my emotions and the depths that I was in and I'm sitting here now smiling like actually truly smiling because I'm happy the difference a year makes is phenomenal but that also depends on you that also depends on what you make of that year what you do with you in that year we have choices we always have choices sometimes we can't go down a path that we want to go down sometimes we can't take the road that we want to take sometimes we're stuck and that's okay but knowing that you do have the power within you to focus on you and to love you and not stay stuck in a spiral of regret and what ifs and what could have beens and all those shoulda woulda couldas I had a breakup I've had many breakups <laughs> hell I'm 33 I have had many breakups but my very my first significant breakup my first real heartbreak I was 20 it was my first love and it took me seven years to get over him 
Seven years. I know. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. But it did. Because I I let myself stay in that spiral of the regrets and the what ifs and the shoulda woulda couldas. All the things I did wrong. All the things he did wrong. All the things that we should have done. All the things that we could have done. If only this, if only that. But the thing is, things happen the way they happen. And we can't change that. What we have to do is learn to accept that. But I also spent years avoiding, avoiding the pain and the loss because I couldn't face it. But it wasn't just the pain and the loss. I was avoiding my own sense of self-love and my own sense of self-worth. And by avoiding my own emotions, I went down a dark, dark, dark road, which I have talked about previously on other podcasts. But I went down that road of that punishment, that self-flagellation, the BDSM route, everything. And I did that so I wouldn't have to feel the loss and the pain. And I also did that because I felt worthless. I didn't feel like I was worthy of anything other than what I was getting. And in that, that showed me, I had a couple of wake up calls. I had a few wake up calls throughout that time. And within those wake up calls, it finally dawned on me that I had to start loving myself and I had to start respecting myself. And I also had to heal my past and I had to heal that old relationship because I never did. I shut my emotions off and it's very easy to shut your emotions off. But you can't shut off one emotion without shutting off the opposite emotion. I shut off my emotions for seven years and I became quite cold and a bit of a hard ass. Not a hard ass in in a cool way because I'm not cool. (laughs) But a hard ass in I just didn't care about anything. And... I didn't care about what I was doing to myself or to anyone else. And that's the drawback of switching off your emotions. When you switch off pain, you're also switching off the possibility of joy. But when I got those wake up calls, it it made me realize that I had to change and I had to face it. I had to face all that hurt that I never wanted to face before. And it took me years of hard work to be able to feel again. And it took me years to be able to open my heart again. But when I'd done the work on all the likes of self-love and compassion and being kind to myself and also actually really looking at myself objectively without being in a victim mode 
but really looking at myself and taking stock of who I was. So I had to look at my ego. I had to look at my jealousy. I had to look at what I was lacking within myself. I had to look at where these belief systems came from. And then I had to look at how I could fill myself up. And by doing different workshops and different techniques and going to different therapists and for me really like I love reading books I love the lessons that I get from books but for me the biggest lessons I ever get is from myself it's like I I always give out to myself I have to go through the hardest lesson ever to learn anything (laughs) it's ridiculous but by doing that I'm becoming more self-aware and I'm getting to the root cause of things. I'm digging I'm digging deep within myself to find the answers. Because no matter how many books you read and no matter how many seminars you go to, like you may get all these light bulb moments, which I get when I read these books and do these workshops and go to seminars and I love that. I love getting those realizations or even listening to podcasts. But it isn't until I actually look really hard at myself that I get the answers and journaling does that for me so I had to look at myself objectively and I had to take stock of everything I had to look at the ego the jealousy all the different traits of myself and all of the areas that I didn't want to look at all the areas that I was shutting off and when I did that and I showed myself a little bit of compassion and realized that I wasn't a victim of circumstances. I was doing this to myself. And then also realizing that I could change my life. I could fix this through self-love. So I did the work. It took me a few years, but I got there. I had many different processes, which I will go through. But by doing all them, by doing all that work that prepared me for my second heartbreak which was a year ago and by doing all the work this time I knew what questions to ask myself I knew how to show myself compassion I also knew that I could turn off my emotions if I wanted to and not feel anything and then spend years questioning things that had no value validity really to be honest or I could keep my emotions on I could feel the pain which was at times quite frankly too hard to bear listening back to the podcast that I recorded back then and actually reading through the journal it's kind of hard for me to believe that I was in that space because I am such a different person now but I remember being there I remember being in it my family remember remembers me being in it but the thing is is that it wasn't a despair or a heartbreak or a heartache or a longing for that person it was actually the longing for me again what I realised was that 
in that relationship, I actually lost my sense of self. I lost Orla and I longed for that girl to come back. I went into that relationship, the biggest hippie you'll ever come across and bubbly and connected to life and connected to magic. And I'd lost her in that relationship. And I longed for that girl to come back. And one of my biggest realizations was I had to, I had to truly accept that she was never coming back. She was gone, but I was a new version of Orla with more life lessons than I ever thought possible. Lessons that I never wanted to get, but lessons that are actually imperative for me as a person, but also for, for my work. And once I accepted that this new woman was here, and once I accepted that Yes, I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. I'm also a believer that we have choice. I'm also a believer of both of them intertwined. And sometimes things have to play out the way they're meant to play out. This time last year, I found myself regretting ever being in that relationship. And I'm someone who does not believe in regrets. But I did for a while. But now, objectively, <laughs> in a strange way I can say that I am truly, truly grateful for that relationship. I'm grateful for every single experience because again, it has made me learn and it has made me grow. But the difference between this heartbreak and my first heartbreak was that I chose to learn the lessons and I chose to do the work and I chose not to switch off my emotions, not to numb out, not to run away not to go down this self-flagellation route. There were times when like, yeah, I probably drank way too much wine and ate way too much pizza. But there were times where I would just let myself sit and cry and feel it. Because that is needed. But yes, I can now say that I have no regrets, none whatsoever. Are there times when I still wonder or say I should have done certain things differently? Certain times. But then I always remind myself that there's no such thing as doing something differently when something has already happened because it happened the way it happened. 
and something I always remind myself and what I will say to you right now, whoever is listening, is that no matter what happens, if something does happen and you are beating yourself up about it, knowing that when we go through certain situations that we don't fully understand or we can't fully get a grasp on and then when you get awareness of it in the future sometimes we just don't have the awareness or the tools to deal with what's going on in the present moment it's easy to look back and say certain things but when you're going through it not so much so give yourself a break show yourself some compassion once I started showing myself compassion I'm actually going easy on myself for a change that's when things got better in both scenarios but it was the first breakup or say my first heartbreak that taught me how to deal with the next one and it was about learning what questions to ask myself that was the first thing to do first question that I tell everyone is is it heartbreak or is it loneliness that you're feeling because there is a difference are you grieving a person are you grieving that loss or are you grieving the fact that you're actually lonely that you just want company that you want companionship Then asking yourself, what is it that you're grieving for as well? The person or the idea of that person? And whatever it is that you're grieving, let yourself grieve it. Let yourself feel it. Otherwise, it will only come back and bite you in the ass. If anything, learn from my mistakes. Please, don't shut off your emotions because someday you're going to have to feel them. And when they all come cascading down, it is one massive shitstorm. It really fucking is. So feel them as they come. Feel them bit by bit. Let yourself be sad. Let yourself be lonely. Even let yourself grieve the idea of a person or the idea of an outcome. A lot of the time we, what we're really grieving is the what could have beens. We had an idea, we wanted a certain way of life or we wanted our life to go a certain way and that didn't happen. And it's okay to be disappointed by that. Be disappointed. But don't get lost in heartbreak over it. You can feel heartbreak. But don't confuse heartbreak and a longing for something that never was or something that was never going to be. Another question to ask yourself. Was the relationship actually a good relationship? Was it a healthy relationship? Was it an unhealthy relationship? Was it a toxic relationship? Was it an abusive relationship? 
by either party? Were you compatible? Were you actually going to work? If not, that's okay. You can also grieve that, but really that's the loneliness and that's the want of something, not the actual reality of it. Even if it was a healthy relationship and they left you or you left them and you're still in the headspace of they were the love of the love of your life or whatever they actually weren't because either them or you chose to leave knowing that is actually quite empowering because then what you're going into is it's that ego it's that feeling of rejection and the feeling of abandonment it's not actually the loss of that person it's the fact that maybe you weren't chosen or you didn't choose them and they moved on yes they were a significant person in your life and yes you loved them but don't cling on to the past because there's someone else out there waiting for you there could be another great love so it's looking forward to that because remembering that within a breakup you broke up for a reason and that's another question why did you break up and is it actually a good thing is it creating space in your life for something bigger or something better or is it creating space in your life for you for you to be true to yourself and for you to just focus on you because sometimes you need to do that you need to go inward like I said at the beginning of this you need to go down into the shitty shadow side and you need to figure your stuff out and that's okay but remembering why you broke up and don't always linger on the the good times remember the shit times too because they were also real and sometimes there are relationships that break up and both parties realize that they need to do the work together and come back together but they also need to learn and grow individually and that's okay too but in those scenarios it's not a matter of breaking up coming back together breaking up coming back together over and over and over again because I, I did that as well years ago again the first love but if you do break up and decide to come back together you both have to be very very willing and open to do to do the work on yourselves individually but to do the work as a couple to quote American Pie it's called making love 
because you need to make love work. And I know how cheesy that sounds. But it's true. Love isn't a magical thing that happens. Love is the purest form of emotion. But relationships, you need to make them work. There is an element of give and take. There is an element of communication. There is an element of vulnerability. And you both need to be willing to go into those aspects together. So for anyone who is listening who wants to get back with the next partner, you both have to be on the same page. And you have to talk about it. You have to talk about the problems. You have to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the write down shit. It's when you go to those places together that you can come out the other side. And for those of you who are in the midst of the heartbreak and the heartache, what I will say right now is to surround yourself with family and friends. I know we're in quarantine and it's it's hard, you can't really meet friends right now. But do that, surround yourself with family and friends. Surround yourself with the people who love you and who you love because they're gonna hold you. They're gonna hold space for you. They're gonna let you be whatever way it is you need to be right now. And you need that. Even if you just need someone to come and sit on the couch with you while you have a cry or have a bitching session because the bitching sessions are great. Go for it, have them. They need to be had sometimes. But then also surround yourself with the people who can call you on your bullshit because you also need that. Don't let yourself fall into a victim mode. Be sad, be upset, feel the loss, feel the grief, but don't be a victim of it. Then do the hard work now. Don't wait years. Do the work now. Start journaling. Start being honest with yourself. Start being real with yourself. You don't have to admit anything to anybody else. But you can admit it to yourself. Because we all have aspects of ourselves that we don't particularly like. And that's okay. So once you get the awareness around it, then you can work on it. So do that work now. Journal, read books, listen to podcasts better yourself not for anybody else but for you bring value to your own life and then find a passion when we find passion in life and we find something that really sparks joy and sets our soul on fire life can really become that magical wonderland because it's exciting and it's it's full of wonder and it puts a smile on your face to get up every day find those things that make you want to jump out of the bed and seize the day for me right now it's sea swimming I can't wait to get up out of the bed and jump into that ocean and just feel connected and feel like everything else in the world has disappeared 
It's just me and her. That's a pure passion for me right now. I get different passions over and over. But right now, this is it for me. When I was going through my breakups, it was different things. I was surrounding myself with my friends and they held me so well. And I'm forever grateful for that. But find what sparks joy in your life. And then find you. Find you again. You as a person on your own. Who are you? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to do in life? Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What sparks passion in you? What sparks joy? Who is it that you want to be for you? And who is it that you want to be for others? What value do you want to bring to the world? Find out all these things. Get to know yourself. We get caught up in the in the rat race that we forget to check in with ourselves and forget to check in on the things that we like and we forget to check in on who we are and how we feel. Do that. Get to know you. Now is the time to do it. And now is the time to completely reinvent yourself of who you want to be and who you want to become. Then keep your heart open. Don't become cold. Don't become bitter. Don't become hard. And don't spiral into a victim mode. And don't shut off your emotions. I can't say it enough. Took me years to get mine back. I'll never be able to shut them off again. There are times when I wish I could. Because <laughs> there are times when it's like, oh, Jesus, just fuck off. I don't want to feel this. But when we shut off our emotions, the bad ones, we can't feel the good ones. And it's worth feeling the bad ones to feel the epic ones. Keep your heart open. Keep it soft. Lean into vulnerability. And then knowing that regrets aren't regrets. There are lessons on how to do things differently. Don't regret, learn and grow and bring that lesson into your next relationship or into whatever area of life you need to bring it into. And finally, this too shall pass. It may pass like a kidney stone, but it will pass. And I know how annoying that is. Trust me, I know how friggin' annoying that is when people say, it will pass, give it time, it will heal. Time heals everything. I get that. It pissed me off too. But it's funny how fast a year has gone. 
And it's funny how I don't even recognise that girl from one year ago. I truly don't. I am grateful for her. For the lessons that I've learnt. I am grateful for that relationship. I am grateful for my first heartbreak. <laughs> All these things happen for us, not to us. And one more side note is that for a lot of people they feel like they can't get closure. One thing I would recommend you do is write a letter. Write a hundred if you need to. Write down everything that it is that you feel. Write down everything that you did. Write down everything they did. Write a letter to them as if they were going to hear this letter or read this letter. Get everything out and burn it to the universe. You'll be surprised that sometimes the message actually gets there. But if anything, when it comes to closure, it's for you and nobody else. It's for you to make peace with yourself, with the relationship. But it's also for you to accept the now and your new reality, to quote COVID. Closure doesn't always have to come with having a discussion with someone because they may not want to have a conversation or they may not want to hear what you have to say. They also may not be in a place to hear how you feel. You may also not be in a place to hear how they feel. Because remember that there is, at the end of the day, there is always two in it. But getting that closure is for yourself. It's for you to accept you and for you to move on. And that's it for this week's episode. And I hoped it helped and yeah it's quite a deep one quite a heavy one I know quite a personal one to be honest I'm glad my friend told me to record the episode last year like I said I, I won't publish it I because it's not who I am anymore but it was good for me to listen back it was cathartic at the time and it was enlightening right now and it showed me who I am now oh yeah quite a personal one and as always if you liked this episode please feel free to comment screenshot it and stick it up on your stories tag me in it whatever I I love to hear the feedback even though I may hide under a pillow after publishing this one <laughs> that's the whole joy of 
Letting yourself be vulnerable and letting yourself be seen. Scary as hell. But so worth it. So, so worth it. So for now, happy weekend and happy hormones. <laughs>